Welcome to the Be Better Podcast with Lee Barrison. True stories from Bakersfield's business owners and entrepreneurs. Lee is a local real estate broker that sold over 1,700 houses in almost 18 years. He is a husband, father, owner, and lead coach of Infinity Real Estate Services. And now it's time for the Be Better Podcast. What's up, everybody? It's Lee Barrison here with episode number 13 of the Be Better podcast. And first off, I just want to thank everybody out there, as I do every single time, for joining our podcast, listening to our content, uh, content, bringing on some powerful people that are local business owners or, or entrepreneurs, uh, hoping uh, that they can provide some content for you, whether you own a business, whether you're thinking about starting a business, or whether you just want to grow and be better in all areas of your life, whether it be in your health or in your wealth or in your family life, or if you want to be better um, you know, spiritually, whatever area in your life that you want to improve on and be better, this is the podcast to listen to. So I want to thank everybody out there that has subscribed. I also want to thank everybody out there that has left us a five-star review, a comment, and if you haven't yet done so, please do so now. So, with no further ado, guys, I want to introduce somebody to you that's uh, been a good friend of mine uh, here for many, many years. Uh, I know him and his family very well. Uh, he's got a beautiful family. He's got a couple kids. He's got a wife that he's uh, uh, known for quite some time. And uh, with no further ado, I want to introduce the, uh, the one and the only Ruben Artiaga. Say hi, Ruben. <laughs> hello, hello. Thank you for having me. So, Ruben, tell us a little bit about yourself and your family. Oh, born and raised in Bakersfield. Been here all my life. I've got a beautiful wife, uh, three great kids. I've got a 21-year-old son that's in the Air Force. He's been in a little over a year now. I've got a 14-year-old daughter that's a freshman at Highland High School. That's scary. Yeah. And then I've yeah. got a 10-year-old that's a fifth grader at Harding Elementary. I stayed east side. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> east side up, right? That's right. Yeah, so Ruin and I are both from the east side. We love the east side. We do. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, but yet, uh, his daughter uh, and my daughter actually played uh, soccer for a few years together, and his daughters uh, obviously excelled dramatically in soccer, so... Uh, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about what Kirsten's doing out there nowadays? Kirsten, as her, she just finished up her freshman year uh, high school soccer. Yeah. She played on the JV team. She's uh, she loves it. She's been playing club for a little over five years now. Um, we kind of took it. You know, you've seen her on the AYSO fields when we first started. I mean, mm -hmm. she just kind of had a little more than what you know what some of the other girls had and just by luck a friend of mine's daughter who i've gotten to know really well was coaching a club team that happened to be kirsten's age she had watched kirsten kind of grow up over the first couple of years of her soccer career and called me and said hey she's on my team get her out here and we've been running all over the state yeah, chasing man. the kid around for the last four or five years yeah she kicks ass out on the soccer field no <laughs> she's, doubt she's a, she's a beast yeah if she, i'd love it if she wasn't so lazy but <laughs> <laughs> she'd be even better yeah but no yeah. it's I love my kids, man. Every everything is everything I do is for my kids, my family, even my parents, my sisters. That's what the business is about: is supporting our family and just, you know, having a good time. That's the best part of my day is I get to spend eight to ten hours with my dad every day. Yeah, so yeah, I love it. I love it, dude. And that's something I want to talk about because his dad's a really good, a dear friend of mine as well. 
Um, you know, Ruben, uh, if you don't know Ruben, uh, you do now. And <laughs> Ruben is a part owner of Artiaga's Collision Center, which is located uh, right on Landco, I believe. Landco right? Drive, 3154. 3154 Landco Drive. And how long have you guys been in business for? We opened July of 2014, so we're getting ready to come up on our anniversary again, getting ready to start 16. Okay, cool. And, and before you guys opened up shop, you know, you guys were doing this stuff out of your garage, correct? You know, my dad's always done it. Yeah. Um, he's even, you know, even when my dad had a job at a dealership where he was in the paint department painting cars, it's always been a side job. He's always come home and the side part was his hustle. I mean, that just added to what he was already making. There was always cars in the yard. I mean, I grew up right off of Oswell on Hilburn. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we had a big backyard. I mean, my dad would be out there doing body work, fixing cars, painting cars. And it's just always, I've always been around it. I mean, I grew up around it. It's just always been a part of our lives. Interesting. So, so would you, would you say that like from, from as early as you can remember, your dad was always kind of uh, uh, in the field of, of uh, you know, body repair on, on vehicles and stuff like that? <clears throat> so yeah, my dad actually got a start in high school, East Bakersfield High. They used to have all the shop classes. Yeah. He was a sophomore in high school taking a wood shop class and saw some guys push out a Volkswagen Beetle with newspaper all over the windows. And the, his teacher, I guess, happened to be late that day. He turned, walked over, said, hey, what are you guys doing? <laughs> I said, we're gonna paint this car. What do you mean you're gonna paint this car? So he skipped class and watched them paint a car and you had to be a junior to be in the auto body class back then. So next year he signed up and since he graduated high school, he's been in a shop painting cars. Wow, so, so even like, as at the time when you were born, you you've my seen dad, dad was a my dad was a painter. Yeah, interesting. Okay, cool. So so we we started our business five years five years ago basically. Yeah. Um, and before that, your dad was kind of doing side gigs. Uh, well, no, I'm sorry. You five, not five years, fifteen. Fifteen years. I apologize. <laughs> Two thousand four. I apologize. Exactly. Just like he said, fifteen years uh, at as Arteaga Collision Center. Yes, sir. Uh, but your dad, Ruben Senior. Uh, basically, he, um, uh, uh, you know, before that, he was just kind of like, he had, it was a side hustle for him. He did it as a career, and then, I mean, but there was just always side work at our house. That's, what, that's what he did. As he supplemented the income with just, and, and, you know, my dad, as time went on, just everybody knew my dad. I mean, yeah. everybody in the industry, everybody outside of the industry, he had a lot of friends. Had, so everything, just like our business, was always word of mouth. Mm. You know, if you didn't have insurance and you needed to get your car fixed, it was at my house. Give me and my a couple hundred bucks it. and I'll take care of it. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. and even as I got older, I mean, I know you had Kyle on, which Kyle yeah. was a childhood friend of mine. Yeah. My dad painted his Taurus when we were in high school, painted both of Brian's. Oh, I think no. he painted Brian's El Camino. He painted Brian's first Dodge truck he had. Oh, that's funny. So, I mean, you know, and so my friends were always at the house anyways. Their cars were getting painted and just having fun. But yeah, yeah it's always been, it's always been at the house. Okay. Well, let's switch gears now. So, so, um... 2004, your dad decided to go out on his own mm -hmm. and open up Artiagas. And um, you guys weren't always at that location though, uh, uh, on Lanco though. Yes, one, once we opened the business, that's where we opened the business at, is the location oh, we're okay. at so now. Oh, so you guys yeah. have been there for 15 years already? Yes, sir. Oh, snap, okay, good. <laughs> I didn't realize that. So, all right, yeah. so, so we, we started in that same building. Um, and so, like, as far as business goes, right, as far as business goes, tell, tell tell everybody out there, maybe like, what's one of the biggest struggles that you see um, you see yourself going through managing people, keeping the business going, keeping cash flow coming in and all that good stuff? 
In our industry, I would probably say the biggest struggle is finding the qualified people. Okay. People that have either had the experience or have done the training. I mean, you get some of the guys coming out of the UTIs, the schools that teach them kind of the basic, but they're just not where they need to be just to let them go on a customer's car. Because mm. our biggest thing is the finished product. If you're not happy with your car, then we're not happy with it. And yeah. nine times out of 10, when we're washing a car, we're finding, we're finding anything that may be wrong, may not look right, and we're getting it done before we ever call you that the car is done. That, yeah. That's our goal is when we pull that car out front and call the customer, that car's ready that car to go. That car looks badass. That car looks good, go. you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, um, employees is definitely a struggle. I mean, finding qualified people, finding people you can trust with your business. What um, do you mean qualified though? You're talking about people that have already done it and... Guys that have been doing yeah. it that have that experience because especially on the body side of it, repairing the cars, you, there's not a lot, there's not a big pool of people to pick from anymore. Mm -hmm. A lot of the guys that are coming out of these schools, they can replace parts and they can take cars apart, but the old straightening metal, shrinking metal, it's just, it's kind of a lost art. There's no trade schools really anymore, especially in town, we don't have any. Yeah. They don't have those vocational schools, they don't have them in the, in the high schools anymore like they used to. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, it's definitely hard. Before you could get these kids coming out of high school that had two, three years working on cars, you put them in as an apprentice or a helper, what we call a help, uh, bodyman's helper, and you know, another year or two, then they're out on their own, and it's just, you Keeping know. Them. It is, it is, and today, you know, as you start, we start dealing with the younger generations, everybody wants to be up here. Nobody wants to put in the work, nobody wants to, mm. you know, sit behind somebody and learn, just let me go, let me do it, let me make the money. All right, so you just struck a chord. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, because uh, you're right. I mean, the millennials nowadays, they don't want to uh, put in the time or the effort or the work that's required to go up the ladder. They would prefer to, you know, uh, expedite their growth, I guess is the best way to put it, from go, you know, going from the bottom of the ladder to the top of the ladder in a third of the time. And I don't think that any business or anybody that's really successful, right? Right. You can't just start at the top and, and you know, you got to start from the bottom and work your way up, right? Definitely. So, so these millennials that you're talking about, these younger kids that, that do come to you and they learn the art and then they basically either, they, they want to be at the top of the food chain or they want to bounce and, and do their own thing or go somewhere else where they're going to get that recognition that they right. haven't even uh, deserved yet. You know, and it's, in my opinion, it's not through any fault of their own. No. It's the way that the school system is. I mean, I'm, I'm hard on my kids. I sure. mean, you've seen me on the soccer field scream at my kid. Oh, yeah. Because she's not hustling. She's, so the whole participation medals, the, you know. Everybody gets that's a That's not my thing. That's not my thing. You didn't, you didn't win. You didn't, you know, there's medals for losing now. I mean. I know. I, I don't agree with it. And, yeah. But unfortunately, these kids are raised that way. And some of them have parents that raise them that way that. They're the best. Yeah. They did the best they could, so they're the best they, that's out there. And, you know, it's it's tough. And yeah. you, to try and change that, what's gone on in the first 20 years of their life, you know. They're conditioned. They're conditioned. They're conditioned to receive recognition. Yeah. And nobody's ever laid fault at their feet. Nobody's ever told them they did something wrong or it's just the way they've been corrected. You got to tell them how great they are before you tell them they did something wrong. And Ooh. I just, I don't agree with that. No, man. No, I love that. It's Ruben. hard you know, for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, but it's true. I mean, you know, and, and again, I, I think it goes beyond uh, the schools. I think it goes beyond, you know, the, the, the rule that everybody gets a trophy because you, you tried. Uh, it goes beyond 
the even the parenting, I think it also has a lot to do with all the social media shit out there because basically everything nowadays is about instant gratification. You know, Agreed. you need an answer to something, you go to Google. You need uh, somebody to tell you look pretty. You post that selfie with all yeah. those filters and. You're Boom. beautiful. Now all of a sudden you got all these likes and everybody loves you. And, and and here's the other thing is that I've talked to people out there and it's crazy, guys. It's crazy. It blows my mind. I've talked to people and I'm sure you've probably witnessed this before, but they're like, Lee, I posted this this thing and I only got like seven likes. And I mean, what do you think's wrong? It's like, dude, <laughs> shut up. Well, I you mean, posted 15 things before that in the hour. Yeah. Everybody's tired of seeing your posts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but see, I mean, but they're, they're looking for, uh, they're looking for um, uh, the respect from others because of that post. Or, but yet more importantly, going back to the employees that think that they, that they deserve something for nothing because they haven't invested the time. Right. Um, that's the thing is, is that they, they basically go right back to thinking, okay, look at, hey, Ruben, I've been here for two years. I know that Bob over there has been here for 15, but I'm better than him. Right. So I need more money. Otherwise, there's somebody else out there that, that will hire me. Exactly. And they'll pay me that money. And they'll pay me that money. For a little while. Until they find out that you're not what you said and those pictures you were posting and yeah, yeah, yeah. all these cars you did and all these custom cars. You know, I love that. Guys come in all the time, apply for positions. Oh, I've done all this work. That doesn't tell me anything. Yeah. I can make that Honda that just came off the showroom floor look like a show car. Yeah couple filters post it the right way put it the right place <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know it's just yeah that's it's, cool man it's tough so so basically so two things you said you said uh, as as an employer uh, and a business owner there's two things that you touched on number one it's having the qualified people uh, finding the qualified talent out there to do the job but then also you just said secondly it's it's finding employees period correct right and yeah. now what do you mean by that do you mean like good employees loyal employees uh, I mean both I mean it, it kind of all works together I mean you know mm -hmm. you're definitely especially with us we're a smaller business um, being able to leave the shop and have somebody be in that office and trust them trust them to take in the cash take the checks to not have their friends sitting in the showroom just hanging out having fun um, you know it's tough it's and there's people out there, I mean, don't get me wrong, we have, I've had people that we trust. And of course, yeah. That have either moved on or moved away or got out of the business. But it's, you know, just finding those right people that are going to last, especially the shop part of it's the toughest, I'll be honest, because I, I can get people, there's people I can get to come do it. I like doing it. Yeah. I like being the face of our company. I like being at the front door when you walk in. Mm -hmm. But um, when it comes to working on somebody's car, if I've got your car in there, I know you drive everywhere all day. You're to a listing appointment, you're showing people houses, you know, mm -hmm. that car's got to be right. That car's got to be aligned, that car, whatever the case, it's just, it's got to work properly. Yeah. Because if you're showing customers a house and you call me, hey, something's wrong with my car, I had to pull over, I can't drive, you know, what does that do for your business? What is that, how does that look on you? Now it comes back to me. Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, if you do a good job, one person talks about you, but if you do a bad job, 10 people talk about you. For a lot longer. Yeah, for a lot longer. <laughs> yeah, and I'll, I'll just kind of, uh, you know, uh, uh, kind of put it out there, but you know, Ruben uh, and his and his family uh, uh, have have hooked me up a few times already. <laughs> I, I ran into a curb because some guy almost uh, freaking took me off the road, and the only direction I had to go was left in order <laughs> to avoid him. And, and going left took me directly into a curb on 24th Street at Taco Bell, 
And man, my alignment was screwed up. And so I basically, <coughs> I took it to Ruben and uh, man, they, they hooked it up. It was quick and, uh, and it was affordable. And basically my car was up and running uh, before you knew it. And then also just recently I took my car in there because I got a, I got a little nick. And they buffed that sucker out in about two shakes of lamb's tail. So thank you very much. I appreciate, appreciate that. Dude. No problem. Anytime. Yeah. So, Anytime. Um, so okay. So now tell me about this. Like okay. So how's it like? What's it like? Because it's a family business, right? But what's it, it like working with your dad? It's awesome. Yeah. I mean, you know, growing up, me and my dad, we had our, we bumped our heads. My dad's tough. Yeah. My dad's old school. My dad, you know, everybody calls it getting beat now. But I got whipped. But it wasn't for anything. My dad just, just beat it. me for no reason. No, you deserve it. If I if I got whooped, if I got the whatever the case, whatever the punishment was, I deserved it. Yeah. And I knew I did. And I knew the consequences. That's you know the biggest thing was. So my dad has some brothers and sisters. They always told my dad, "Your kids are afraid of you." My dad always said, "That's not the issue. My kids are afraid of the consequence. Ooh. They're not afraid of me. They're afraid of what's going to happen when they screw up." Yeah. And you know, and I was a kid. I was the oldest. I'm the only boy. So. I got in a little bit of trouble. I had fun. Yeah, 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 no doubt. You know, I think it's a blessing to work with your dad. It I, is. It, yeah. It's huge, and you know, um, and to do it every day, all day. Yeah, it, it's the best part of it. You know, yeah. especially now, kind of what we're dealing with. You yeah. know, outside of the shop, but yeah, I mean, you know, let's talk about that. I mean, your okay. dad was diagnosed with prostate cancer a while back. It'll be two years in November. Yeah, yeah he was diagnosed with prostate cancer. Um, he was having some issues, went to the doctor and mm -hmm. told him it'd probably been growing 15 to 20 years, but there's, with prostate cancer, there's just not too many signs. Yeah. Um, so he, uh, it was a year, January, he had it out and uh, they actually took his prostate completely out, did the robotic surgery, went in, supposed to be a two and a half hour surgery, ended up being five and a half. Um, told him prostate's normally the size of a walnut, his was about the size of an orange. Ouch. So he's been dealing with that, um, and everything's been good. God's been good. Everything. Yeah. My dad's, you know, hasn't lost weight, didn't lose his hair. He's been on a chemo shot since the surgery, um, little almost a year now. Um, they're just trying to keep the testosterone down, so because that's what actually feeds prostate cancer. Mm -hmm. um, there was a little bit that they couldn't get in the bladder or on the bladder and the pelvic floor. So he just started about a week and a half ago doing all the radiation to get rid of that and. You know, so he's, but he's, he's good. Yeah, he's, I, he's in great spirits. I mean, you wouldn't know my dad. He's always he, in great spirits. My dad's old school, man. He looked at it. He says, if I'm going to die, I'm going to die. It's because God wants me to die. If I'm going to live, I'm going to live. I'm not going to die worrying about dying. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you and, know, you he know, had a great approach to it. He, he was never down, never depressed, just kept, but he kept himself busy. My dad loves what we do and yeah. he'd rather be out in the shop painting a car. I mean, that's just the way he is. So, and, and it, again, a lot of times I think people get sick because they have that, 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 that self-doubt, you know, they're, yeah. they're thinking about death. They're thinking about, oh my God, I'm going to die or so on yeah, and so forth. They, you know, you shut your own body down. They, they don't want to go out. They don't want to do anything. They're depressed. I mean, I'm sure you've run into de depression, oh, yeah. you know, in your life and with people. It's, it's tough. It's something you don't see. It's something that people hide. People don't want to talk about it. And they, they, they'll stay home and yeah. it'll eat them alive. I yeah. mean, I, you know. Well, it's, that's pretty cool. I mean, because you know, honestly, I, I I saw your dad not too long ago. Mm -hmm. Of course, yeah. he was just as just the same as he always is. You know, he's always got a smile on his face. He's always got something funny to say. Um, but I think it's like 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 I mentioned earlier, Ruben. I think it's a big blessing, brother, that you get a, you get to work with your dad, knowing that he's going through these issues. You know what I mean? And and plus, it probably it probably kind of brings you in a little bit closer to like knowing that man, we only got enough time together. 
Because, yeah. you know, he, of course, I'm, part, I'm sure he's going to get through this just fine. Right, definitely. But at one point in time, he's going to pass, you're going to pass, everybody's going to pass. Agreed. But yet you get to spend those moments with him. You get to spend eight hours a day side by side yeah, with him. For sure. It's, it's yeah. you know, it's one of the best things that I get to do in my day. Mm-hmm. And the other best thing is go home to the wife and kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, it, it definitely is a blessing. And I look at it that way every day. You know, and it got even more so when, you know, we found out that he did have the, the cancer. And so it's, you know, I love it. I, yeah. I wouldn't do anything else. Good for you, man. Well, all right. So let's switch gears one more time. Sure. So let's talk about family. Okay. All right. So I don't know if you if you uh, heard heard the podcast, but Lucy, I had my wife on here a while back. And mm-hmm. and, uh, and we talked about, uh, you know, family. We talked about raising kids. We talked about the real stuff. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, yeah. Um, so how long have you and Tara been married for? It'll be 15 years in April. 15 years. Congratulations, yes, man. That's like a month away. It is. All right. Um, and uh, uh, we have three kids. Yes. Uh, your oldest just got married. He did. Yeah, they had the wedding in October. Last yeah. October, he was here for leave, and they got married, and we had a blast. It was a party. And, and he's in the military. military? He is in the Air Force. Yes, sir. Now, do you have a grandchild? I do not. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still too young for that, well, I hope. Well, you know, Kyle, I mean, he's like the youngest. Wow, well, Kyle was an early starter. Yeah, Kyle, yeah, yeah. Kyle was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, all right, no grandkids yet. No, so no grandkids good. yet. Um, um, but, you know, I mean, you got three kids. You, you have yeah. one that moved out, currently lives in Maryland, in the military, but then you have two other kids uh, that you're raising as well. Yes, sir. Um, so tell us a little, about, a little about parenting. Tell us about, you know, uh, what it's like being a parent and a business owner at the same time. What's the balancing act look like? It's tough, you know, I mean, if I get a call and somebody's dropping off a car, especially early in the business, you know, it was, you didn't want to tell anybody no. Sure, I sure. Didn't want to turn away. So if somebody was there on Sunday afternoon, hey, I just got an accident, I need to drop my car off, there I was, driving down Rosedale Highway to get Six to the a. shop and put yeah, it in, whatever time. Yeah, whatever time. You know, and my phone still goes off, but I've gotten, I'm to the point now where if somebody texts me after 6.30, 7 o'clock, it's going to wait till tomorrow. Yeah. You know, it's, that's my family time. That's the important time to me. I don't get to spend all day with my kids, you know, so when I do get to spend time with them, that's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and don't get me wrong. There's certain people, if you call me at 830 at night, I'm probably going to answer the phone. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> There's a select few, yeah. but, um, you know, it's early on. The first five, 10 years was really a balancing act because yeah. we were spending 12, 14 hours a day at the shop, you know, and at the time, <clears throat> Me and my dad, I want to say about that time, we were living down the street from each other. So my dad was picking me up every day. We were six o'clock in the morning on our way to work and drove home together. So it was even more time together in the car. But, uh, but yeah, it was, it was definitely tough, you know, raising the kids. And then especially, you know, with soccer every weekend, Brendan played from the time he was six years old till he was 19, Mm -hmm. 18, maybe Kirsten's played since she was five or six and so it's it's you, always been tough, and you, I've been there for most of it. I very rarely missed a soccer game. Uh, that's what I was going to say. I mean, typically you're always out there. I see you out there. Yeah. You know, and so you 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 prioritize your time. It sounds like, right? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, I can relate too. You know, like in in real estate. You know, I I remember when I first started in real estate, dude. I didn't care if it was uh, Sunday at nine p.m. and you wanted to go look at a house. I'm going. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but then we had kids, and I, and I think you know, as new business owners out there, uh, I, I I can almost speak for some of you guys out there because I I know what it's like, but and I know that Ruben knows what it's like. But when you're brand new, 
and you're a startup, you'll do basically anything and everything in order to get it to start up, but sometimes you wind up neglecting those that you love the most. And so, and I, and, and Ruben mentioned something about how now he prioritizes his time, which is really, really important, especially if you want to stay married, <laughs> right? Especially, Definitely. Especially if you want to stay sane, especially if you want to stay sober, right? These are the things that you have to do is you have to learn how to prioritize your time. And when you're at work, you work efficiently and you get shit done. That's it. But then once you clock out, which is a specific time, right? Correct. I mean, you don't stay late because this guy just has to have his car done, right? I there's mean, the occasion, but it's a, usually maybe a half hour. I'll okay. wait. Uh, you know, I'll be there till we'll, we'll be closed up. The car's out front. If you're going to be there around sure. 5.30, sometimes, say, and it depends because if Kirsten's got practice, no. Yeah. You're going to have to wait till tomorrow. You prioritize your time. That's it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Unless my dad's willing to, which usually he's not. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. older he gets, the less he's willing to do. But that, that, was, a big, that was a big plus to having us both there a lot. Yeah. You know, those weekends that he wasn't at the soccer park, it's because he was at the shop taking care of business so I could be there. Got it. So it's been, you know, and Brendan played Brendan played soccer at Highland and it was the same thing. You know, I had, he played, the years he played JV, they start at 4.30, mm. 4.45. So I had to leave early. So with Brendan, it was rough. I mean, because that was the first time I ever started leaving the shop early and I got shit for it every time. <laughs> you don't need to go, they're just playing East, or they're just, you know, that yeah, kind of yeah. thing. So, um, and so it was a little easier this year, leaving for Kirsten's games. I, I still got shit for it every time. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I already had the office locked up and signed on the door and I was out the door. Yeah. So, but that, that's been a big thing about the, for the both of us is we're able to pick up slack for the other one. If somebody has to be, like with his surgery, he was out for three or four weeks. He was supposed to be out five, but that fourth week, I had to fly to Texas to watch Brendan graduate from his basic training with the Air Force. Mm -hmm. So he got there, but he, he just sat there. He didn't do any work, which is good. But my mom was there with him, and they just made sure the shop ran. Yeah. So Now, did he go back to work early because he just loves to work so damn much? <laughs> I'm yeah. sure he would have been there after the first week if they would have let him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, the doctor was real, real, made sure my dad understood. I know you want to be there, but you can't be there. You, right. You, you know, the things we did inside you, you can't be just picking things up, bending over. You need to be laying down. Yeah. So um, he did. He made it the three weeks. And then once when I had to leave, he was there. But in other than sitting in a chair, no other capacity. Interesting. Wow. So. So let me ask you another question about business. Sure. Um, all right. So you, you guys have been around for 15 years. Yes, sir. As uh, an independently owned shop. Yes. And, um, you know, I guess I want to talk to anybody out there who's either starting uh, a business or who is thinking about a startup. Um, did the business just like kind of take off once you guys threw a sign out in front, on the front door? I wish. Right? No, it was tough. Um, and, you know, the, the money that we started the business with, most of was my mom and dad's retirement money. Mm. So we've slowly been building that back up sure. over the years. But, um, you know, there's always going to be trials. There's always going to be something that happens. There's always going to be a reason you think you should shut your doors. Um, about, I want to say, maybe five or six years ago, we were almost to that point. When the crash happened. Basically. When the crash happened, yeah. we lasted another year, year and a half. But it was to the point where we maybe had a month, month month and a half worth of money in the bank to keep the doors open if something didn't happen. Mm -hmm. So what was the mindset behind that? Like how did you go overcome that and, and, and just persevere? The biggest thing, I mean, there wasn't much we could do other than we prayed, you know, we talked a lot about it. We talked a lot about the prayer we were both doing, you know, it's just, if this doesn't work, what are we gonna do? You know, there was always the option we could downsize because we do, we have a big shop, yep. we have a good size shop, we're in a nice location. 
we we pay for that location yes, you know you it's yeah. you know it's not free it's not like renting a shop down on kentucky sure right yeah. so um yeah. but no it it and it just you know within two three weeks work just started flowing work just started flowing and we've been steady yeah and busy ever since so okay. you know i'll take steady over that up and you know for the year year and a half after the crash even through the crash it was just up and down mm-hmm. i mean we you'd get busy for a week and i mean we were the same mindset as when we started is take everything we can get that week yeah and get it out we may not have nothing for the next two weeks but we're going to get all of that mm. and then you know we'd sit and look at each other and now what do we do how much money we got yeah. and watching the bank account drop you know every time you pay pay the lease payment pay the any of the equipment we're paying for but you know it worked it worked itself out i mean and you know a lot of the credit has to go to God. I mean, you know, that's a big part of our lives, a big part of our family, you know, especially with my dad. We grew up in the Catholic church. I did, mm-hmm. you know, me and my sisters. And <clears throat> it's, uh, you have to understand that there has to be something as far as a higher power, you know, whether, whatever you believe in, you know, I know, I know where you are with your faith and, yeah. you know, so you have to have something, you have to believe in something yeah. because if you don't believe in something, what's the point of doing anything? What's the point of living? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so, uh, so basically, you know, you, in, within these 15 years, you mentioned something, uh, you, you said there was times that you felt like quitting. There was times that you guys felt like downsizing. Um, and I think that goes for any business whatsoever. Oh, I agree. You know, I mean, it's, it's, you know, a lot of people think entrepreneurship or owning a business is sexy. And I got to tell you, it's sexy when you go home and you take off your shoes and you, but there, there's a lot of uh, trials, like you mentioned. There's Definitely. a lot of uphill, it, mainly it's all uphill battle, uh, you know, and, and it's consistent evolution. You can't stay stagnant, um, you know, you know, there's more areas than just one. You're not just painting a car, but you're also focused on the bank account, making sure it's going to the right and up. You know, you're you're making focused sure you got money to pay those guys, and making sure there's money for payroll, toilet paper, electricity. You know, workman's comp, workman's comp. There's so having just, a business in California. Yeah, <laughs> the taxes that you pay, all these things oh, yeah. that come with it. And so, you know, um, I, I guess the point is, is that I think what I what I hear you say, Ruben, is. For anybody out there that is either already in business or starting up a business, that don't give up once you once you get punched in the face. Definitely, right? There, you, you never know how close you are to breaking through yeah. when you give up. You could be one more swing away from yeah. just busting it wide open, but if you quit, you're never gonna know that. You'll never know. You'll never know. And again, you you don't you're you're never a because I think a lot of people what they're what they're fearful of, especially men is that we're fearful of failure. Oh yeah. Right? You know, cuz you know, we don't want to to our, a failure to our family, maybe a failure to our friends or or you know, oh my god, what if they see me on IG and you know, they see that I, <laughs> you know, I, I no longer own a, a company or whatever right. and you know, I'm back at Ford painting cars right. or whatever. So, but again, the thing is is that you never ever are considered a failure until you quit. Correct. Right. And, and so so with your ups and downs, you guys had rough patches in your life, but you stayed, you persevered. You kept God in your life. You kept focusing on 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 the future. Not today. Right. Right. Not what happened yesterday. The long term. The long term. <laughs> the long haul. Yes. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And it's funny you say that because I had a three year goal with our with our company here at Infinity to um, um, 
you know, here, here, here's, here's my three-year goal, okay? So year one, I called it startup. Year two, I called it, uh, uh, I called it uh, momentum. Year three, which we're now, I called it domination. Well, guess what, guys? I'm not in year three yet. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking year, yeah. Three, year three is actually year five or maybe even year six, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm coming to terms with that and I just know that I have to, it's a long game like Ruben said, and I gotta continue to persevere because you're not gonna get shit unless you persevere and keep moving. Agreed. So any last words, Ruben, before we wrap this up? Thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, if anybody's watching this and you're not sure about your real estate agent, deal with Lee. Um, if you don't get to deal with him correctly, because he's a busy guy, yeah. but Lee's a good dude. All the people that work here are good. Um, Lee actually helped us find our house going on Couple five years ago, ago six yeah. years ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Doesn't even seem like it. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> but um, dealt with my wife who was having a lot of issues where there was a lot of short sales at the time. Yeah. Lee just kept it smooth, kept her calm, and we found the house that was meant for us. And, and it's a beautiful home too. Thank you. Yeah, it's right up the street from his dad. Def um, 12 houses away from my dad on the yeah. same street, same side of the block. Yeah. It's great. Fantastic. Life's man. Good. I appreciate that. Um, and, and again, you know, uh, uh, let's give your, you guys some, uh, let's plug the company real quick, Ruben. Tell everybody where to find you guys, whether it be on social media, uh, location, and because uh, honestly, dude, I mean, I, 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 I've dealt with other body shops before. I think, you know, I, I dealt with you before. Yeah. But uh, no one has the customer service. Nobody has the uh, the turnaround time. Nobody has uh, the great people that, that, that work like they do at Arteaga. So tell everybody how to find you if they need some help to get their body work done, where to find you and how to get, get connected. You can definitely find us on Facebook and Instagram. Both of them are Arteaga's Collision. Uh, we're at 3154 Landco Drive. It's off of Rosedale Highway. Barnes Welding's on the corner. You come up, we're on the right-hand side, about a quarter of a mile. Um, phone number there is 661-328-9740. Give us a call. Follow us on Instagram. Follow our Facebook page. We're always running. We try and give people money off their deductible. We try and help you out when we can. Nice. Um, so definitely, if you're looking for us, we're there. Awesome, dude. So, guys, it's a wrap. Episode number 13 with Ruben Artiaga from Artiaga's Collision Center in Bakersfield, California, and uh, and I hope that you know with this podcast, of course, we're not trying to raise money, we're not trying to earn money, we're trying to provide value, and and that's really the whole intention behind this podcast. Nothing but other than trying to help folks grow uh, in their life and to be better. So, with that being said, it's a wrap, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. <laughs>